Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Festive Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Merry Christmas. Woohoo. I'm all right, Chris. I mean, I would... I, can I just let people through the um, through the curtains when it comes to the Abroad Japan podcast? Begin. Um Incredibly, uh, for the very first time in about three years, Chris got the wrong time because of the time difference i did uh in in the recording so like we usually go on london time and i said eleven forty. now chris is a bit of a night owl to uh put it put it uh <laughs> very very bluntly uh he is very he's very into working until all hours so he doesn't think that eleven forty at night is a weird time to request someone's presence uh so chris <laughs> was thinking that we turn up at tokyo time sendai time uh, 11.40 at night, 20 to 12, 20 to midnight. Uh, and, and we, of course, were supposed to be uh, uh, doing the show uh, at 11.40 at London time. So Chris is really pulling this show out of his bum bum, uh, staying up very, very late indeed. Uh, but it was his fault, so I'm I'm unrepentant. It was my fault. It's because I was editing this 12 Days of Christmas series. I just, just lost mm. all track of time. But what I will say, it's interesting. When I was a kid, and just living in the UK in general, right, up until the age of 22, 11.40, it always felt kind of late. It's a late time, objectively. It is a late time. But in Japan, because things are just open all night, whether we're talking restaurants, bars, host clubs, hostess clubs, convenience stores, like 11.40 doesn't feel late. It's sort of people still out about yeah. having fun. There's a much bigger sort of nightlife culture across the board in Japan. Of course, we have mm. dodgy clubs in the UK and things, but like in Japan, just things are open more at night. So you get to like eleven, it just think, doesn't feel that late. Oh yeah, I think and, and I think uh, Britain, Britain. I mean, London pretends that it's a twenty-four hour city. It's not. It's um, not. At all. It's barely even eleven hours, to be honest. It's uh, <laughs> everything closes at two. You can't get anything for love nor money after two o'clock. But um, you're right, and 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 if you are incredibly jet lagged when you go to Japan and you wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. You've got a good, long six-hour wait before the department stores open. If you want to go get some shopping, if you want that to go get some, yeah. um, so, so, so some gifts and stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it, you're right. It, I mean, everything just everything kind of opens a little bit uh, later as well when it comes to mm, uh, restaurants mm. and um, and like they'll open at about eleven rather than 
um, for the breakfast rush. Maybe that's why breakfast isn't such a big thing in Japan. It's, it feels like it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that phrase, twenty four hour city. I remember the first time I went to one. It was probably Dubai. Dubai is a twenty four hour city just because it's so hot, right? At night, that's when people right. can actually go outside. But like other twenty four hour <laughs> cities, like uh, Hong Kong, twenty four hours. Seoul, yeah, twenty four hours. Fair. Tokyo, twenty four hours. Hotter yep. cities, I guess. But ah, uh, oh, man, yeah, I love a twenty four hour city. And London's not a twenty four hour city. London, <laughs> and I'm and I'm getting to the point where I can't visit them anymore because a the coronavirus and b I get very tired. <laughs> You're an old man now, Chris. Your fun days are behind you, Pete. No more fun for you, Pete. It ends now. The fun is over. We got a story this week from Seven Socks San. Sincerely, uh, it's a lot of alliteration. Cromulent Chris and Peppy Pete, my name's Evan, from Chigai, Mass, Achusis, USA. It's very clever. He took your favourite Japanese word and implemented yes. it into Massachusetts, Chigai, Mass, which Love of course it. means, no, it's different in Japanese. Uh, I studied Japanese on my own for a few years. In 2018, I figured enough was enough and life was too short. I researched for months before booking a flight to Japan uh, along with an Airbnb for a measly $10 a night. That's an absolute steal of a price. A 200-year-old traditional house nestled in the side streets of Osaka. The price was great, but the many pictures of a beaming older man named Suzuki-san with his two cats in various poses seemed like reason enough to commit to the property. Within minutes, I received a lengthy email from Suzuki-san in nearly perfect English with information on points of interest near him and the daily meditation he offered. When I finally landed, I emailed Suzuki-san to let him know I'd be arriving. Within seconds, a short Japanese man adorning Buddhist uh, work clothes wove effortlessly through the crowd on his bike and screeched to a halt in front of me. Evan-san, he exclaimed. Suzuki-san, how did you find me, I asked. Me being six foot four, he said, not many white people here who are tall, Evan-san. <laughs> over, <the next, laughs> over the next few days, we would spend a lot of time together, storytelling, meditating at the grounds of Osaka Castle and forming a very organic but surface-level friendship. One day, I returned home after wandering the city to find that Suzuki-san had done my laundry for me. I thanked him profusely for his kindness and he said, don't worry, Evan-san, I have a question. He led me to where my socks were drying outside. One, two, three pair of socks, okay? I nodded. But, he continued and pointed at a stray seventh sock. Is this for... I was confused. He then pointed at his crotch and made a awkward motion with his hand. I turned bright red and burst into laughter. My friend, it's okay, he continued. Your girlfriend is far away. You can do this thing here. You can. Man- you have to say masturbate, Chris. I'm really sorry. You don't want to say it. I'll say it for you. He said masturbate. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, you and have that, to. You another explicit podcast. You, you, you have to. You just have to. This story hinges on the word masturbate, and there's nothing you or I can do about it, Chris, all right? Carry on. <laughs> Suzuki-san said, your girlfriend's far away. You can masturbate here. I'm just glad. No mess. Suzuki-san, I promise... <laughs> I just forgot my eighth sock. We couldn't stop laughing. He said, okay, okay. Suzuki sad. But now Damn I boy. call you Seven Socks Sam. From that moment on, we clicked <laughs> and we became the best of friends. When it was time to leave, Suzuki Sam thanked me for being such a great guest. He told me next time you will not stay as a guest, but as a friend for free. Anytime you're welcome, just buy me a beer. I was so humbled in the Airbnb review he left me. He wrote, sometimes guests feel like an old friend. That 
is Evan. Seven Sock San. I ended up going again and having yet another <laughs> unforgettable trip, including my first ever alcoholic drinking session at age 29 because Suzuki Zan forgot that I was straight at the time and uh, a straight edge at the time and I was too polite to say no. Sincerely, Seven Sock wow. San. So, I like of, that. Lot to unpack Suzuki San is a dirty, sexy bass player. Uh, oh no! Wait, and he, yeah, he's a sexy, dirty bass player who uh, you know had a busy life in Europe in his thirties, and and he's he's grown a little older. And now he, he's he's casting aspersions on his Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if he, imagine if he'd have been offended. You know, imagine if he was, you know, he, he wasn't into that kind of care. Or he's highly religious, and he didn't, you know, put spill his seeds on 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 ground <laughs> on the ground, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fascinating, but yeah. Um, Sorry to hear you you um uh eschewed the uh the the, the, the life of, of being straight edge on the Suzuki Sands. <laughs> Corrupted by Suzuki Sands. Corruption. That's so cool. <laughs> I mean I'm not surprised that uh, this this man, Suzuki San was in Osaka. That's always where the most eccentric characters are. I remember I stayed <laughs> in a what what claimed to be a hostel once in Osaka, near Dotonbori, near the district with all the cool stuff. And I went in mm. And I opened, like, it was just an apartment, right? And I opened the front door, and I was like, hello. And no word of a lie, like a wardrobe door just burst open, and a man just fell out onto the floor. And I was like, what's right. going on? It was like a comedy sketch. It was like Mr. Bean or something. He just, like, fell out, fell out of the cupboard. Uh-huh. He must have been drunk or something. He was like, come, we go now. And he sort of escorted me <laughs> into what was the living room, and it was, like, the dirtiest living yeah. room. I'd seen since Natsuki's house. And he, he went to a fridge, opened the fridge, and pulled out half an eaten melon and goes, this, your gift. And I was like, oh, great. And I just cool. sort of stood there with the melon. He was like, this, your room. And it was just like a really crappy like broom cupboard that he put like a bunk bed in. I, I honestly felt like I'd been done. I felt like I'd been stitched up. But I went with it, and I stayed there the night. And you know what? It was shit. It was really shit. It was and I didn't yeah. go back. And there's no that way was... that's still on Booking.com because that must have been illegal. Sounds like Suzuki. I was on Booking.com, wasn't it? was on wow, Booking.com, yeah. Like, have proper... I think Brilliant. that was about $10, $10, $10 as well. Just cheap, dodgy it's properties. Probably, yeah, Suzuki-san again with his, with his other property, his other boozy property. He jumps out, gives you a melon <laughs> and go, fuck this. <laughs> have sex with this. No, girlfriend away. You have sex with this. It's Suzuki-san. Both of these properties are Pete Donaldson properties. I know you would go and make the most of it, <laughs> it Pete. Sounds like a lot of fun. It does it sound quite like fun, to be fair. Story this week. Uh, we have had uh, some bad attacks on trains in Japan recently, unfortunately. To shift mm. the mood, um, yeah, we've had, uh, we had the Joker guy back in Halloween. Um, some idiot who wanted to cause problems and stabbed a lot of people uh, and dressed as the Joker. And there was a few other incidents earlier in the year. And to sort of mm. counter that, Japanese train companies have been prepar- like preparing their staff to uh, kind of fight back. Uh, recently, JR East, the train company that runs all the trains from Tokyo eastwards uh, up to like Sendai and Tohoku, where I am now, they conducted a mock attack following all these violent incidents. And uh, you've been watching a video on it, Pete. What have you learned about it? What have you seen? Well... Well, the thing is, I didn't realize it was, uh, I didn't realize it was like a, an anti-terrorism or, you know, anti-knife mm. uh, attack thing that they were doing. I just saw on Twitter, NHK World or NHK, uh, the Japanese news service, just tweeted out a video of this 
wacky dude running into the train carriage and, and using, and for me, we all know how quiet you got to be on those trains. He was shouting. He was Mm-mm. like looking like he was hitting somebody with a stick and stuff. And then these, um, this slew of guards, uh, you know, they're dressed in the, the blue uniform of the, of the Shinkansen uh, come down. One of them had a big hook. One of them had this big sort of circular hook. And he was kind of subduing the guy with this big hook. And I, I just didn't think it was, was that effective to be oh, honest. God. It just, if anything, it kind of, Push the push the miscreant into the people who were sat down just in trying to enjoy a, a train journey. But it it was it, I just I didn't know what it was about. And then I sort of watched it a few times. I'm going, what is happening here? Mm. Is it a sketch? Is it a, is it a TV show? No, it's actually uh, the, the 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 Shinkansen. Uh, you know, they're, they're training up the staff to uh, to deal with uh, actual maniacs. <laughs> uh, but it was a fantastic, fascinating little uh, video. I just didn't know what the hell was going on until until um, you put in the running order this this new story. <laughs> it all starts to make sense. I think it all uh, starts to make sense. It, uh, they, I think they've bolstered the security on these trains now, given all these hmm. uh, incidents. I mean, they're rare. But they still happen often enough that I think people are worried. Um, although, unlike the US or Europe, where security guards have guns, in Japan they just have a stick. They love the stick. Mm. I lo- I, yeah, you see the police, they have these like really long like fishing rod style poles with like a hook at the end, and they use it to sort of pin people back and pry people away. I remember when I was uh, oh. working at a school, like, they had a tool where they could restrain a student and sort of keep them at arm's length, and it sort of hooks around a student's waist and pushes them against the wall. And I've never seen anything like it. It was really crazy. We're talking like a sick, like a, a five-foot-long metal rod with a sort of U-shaped right. hook at the end. And you use that and you charge at the person and you sort of hook, yeah. hook it around their waist and force them against the wall so they can't get out of the, of the hook. Um, and then knock them into the uh, bucket and then you win the prize. <laughs> <laughs> so just, and then kick them into Mount Doom. Machines, isn't it, Chris? Kick them headfirst into Mount Doom. <laughs> They'll gamify anything, the Japanese, honestly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. It was fast, it's really interesting stuff. I didn't realise the stick the stick with the hook was actually a thing that uh, the, the police use in, in Japan. But, uh, wow, very interesting. It's up there with... I mean, Japan is like an arsenal of weird weaponry um, because they just don't use guns. Mm. Like they've, Your favourite thing, right, is the paintball, isn't it? That convenience stores, the deterrent paintball. Yes. Where? You don't see that anywhere apart from Seven Elevens or you know your your family mart or whatever in Japan. This little kind of um, destructible egg uh, or destructible ball. Or it looks a little <laughs> bit like egg. you know, like a boule. You know, like a, you know, like a shiny boule that the French play in 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 town squares and piazzas. They they they, they play their little boule game. Um, it looks like that, but it's bright red mm. and it's full of naughty red ink. <laughs> uh, and if a and if a if a if a miscreant, I'm going to use the word miscreant, miscreant. again, steal some. Um, steals a steals a pack of a chalk ice or something and <laughs> runs out. You can you you throw the ball at the ground in front of them or behind them, uh, and the ink splashes up and it's uh, in, you can't get rid of it. It's 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 there. What if you take your clothes off? Can't get out of your clothes. Take your clothes off. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could just take your clothes off, but it'll stain your 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 feet as well. I'm sure. I mean, would that really do anything? Because like, say right, say I I steal a, a pack of biscuits, I get mm. the paintball thrown at my leg. My jeans get covered yeah. in a little bit of red ink or whatever. I then yeah. get on the Ginza line in a crowd and no yeah. one's going to see my red yeah. stained jeans. And then that's it. I've escaped with my biscuits. Another crime I mean, has been committed. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a low, it's a, it's a low win. Again, it's a low win prize, isn't it really? A packet of biscuits <laughs> on the Ginza line. 
I mean, what what's the most valuable thing you could steal from a Seven Eleven anyway? Pack of cigarettes? I don't know. No, um, probably a gift card or what, something. A, a gift card, a gift card, yeah, or a whiskey. Yeah, yeah you know, you can get like fifty dollar whiskey sometimes at yeah. Seven Eleven. Could swindle that. I would, I would just be armed with uh, those one cup sakes and I'd throw them back. I throw them at the feet of the woman or man throwing the eggs at me. It's all getting very <laughs> calculating that. and evil, this podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Pete Donaldson like perpetrating crimes. How he would evade <laughs> the treacherous red paintball with his one cup sake. I mean, one cup sake in itself, drinking that is a crime, uh, let alone stealing it. God forbid. Oh, man. We'll be back with your stories and questions, guys, in just a moment with the fax machine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We got a message from Jeff. 
Jeff, he's on the emails again. Oh, I, you might have sent, not sent one before. I'm just, I just said emails again because I got excited. It was alliterative. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, hello, Chicken Job and Chris. Speaking of alliteration and Professor Professional, Professor Professional <laughs> Podcaster Pete. <laughs> Greetings from San Diego, California. I want to ask both of you, what are your favourite souvenirs to buy for yourself and friends and family when you return home? Thank you for reading and answering uh, my question. I can't wait to see what is coming from abroad in Japan in the future. Well, Chris is fifth video in his uh, uh, Christmas roll-up abroad in Japan uh, session will be him shoplifting from <laughs> seeing what he, what he can get away with. One cup of sake. Yeah. Oh, crikey. I've still got the taste <laughs> of one cup of sake in my mouth from like two months ago when I did a video. Delicious. That stuff, it just doesn't leave. You just can't forget it. Um, but speaking of sake, I think that is the thing I bring the most. I often bring that to friends because you can't really get sake, good sake in the UK. And if you do, it costs an arm and a leg. Mm. Um, but yeah. a lot of people don't like sake. It's an acquired taste. So I do bring umeshu, plum wine, um, which is universally beloved by all. I've never met anyone who doesn't like a little bit of plum wine, plum umeshu mm. sake. Uh, so I get that. That's probably my number one gift and that is universally loved compared to sake which is mm. what about you pete what do you bring what do you get apart from rice cookers from narrator airport those little uh those, those little, i've not never brought a rice cooker i usually uh buy for myself uh a little bit of like 70s or 80s uh, electronics uh that you sometimes see around the flea markets and the and uh-huh. the hard offs, uh, but uh, for friends and family i buy uh, those opai pudding things opai pudding um, Breast pudding, or pie puddings, breast pudding. It's like uh, in the. It's just puddings, two puddings in a breast formation, and it just says "or pie pudding." It's some anime bollocks, but you just never see these boobs, these boob puddings anywhere else. Yeah, it's, you've got to find the unique stuff that you don't find anywhere else. I, I buy a lot of the uh, automaton. Uh, little musical instruments. I buy mini CDs that you don't see uh, anymore. You, we saw them for like a year in the UK. Mini CDs. Uh, cassette tapes of uh, popular modern music because we uh, and mini dis- mini discs as well oh, mini uh, because we don't have this massive mini disc culture this uh, d- cassette tape culture um, yeah and and Japanese import albums are pretty good as well mm. because they always look a bit cooler than the British versions. I uh, <laughs> do you you bring you bring back opai pudding breast pudding how does does yeah. it not melt or just go horrible? No, it's like it's all it's it's this congealed uh, probably lasts. For longer than I'm alive, uh, kind of uh, pudding in like a clear plastic case in the shape of a brazier. Oh, it's just a funny, sexy little gift Sounds that no grim. one's ever going to eat. Truly, <laughs> truly, grim. the breast, the breast omiyage you could bring back. The, <laughs> I buy. I tell you what, I buy. I'm going to get him, Chris. Filter for ten seconds. I'm just All right, I'll, I'll read the buy. next one. Why you do that? I, Chris, Chris McChrisface and Peter McPeteface. What is with these names? Here in the US, many people from northern states like to poke light fun at... Okay, just just ignore this me. This is what I it's always Pete buy, and it is kind of round about for friends and family. Um, I buy a lot of greetings cards. Greetings, greetings cards? Greetings cards in Japan. Oh, they are very greetings good. Greetings cards yeah. in Japan are always a bit fucking mental. Look, is this one looks like a fish. Oh, my God. This one looks like a bloody fish, and it's actually like a plasticky, and you can see the flesh inside. Ooh. It's uh, it's it's really weird. Um, and, you, and and I've got one that looks like just a like a cabbage leaf or a, oh, what would okay. that be? A bit of kale It does just like a cabbage leaf, yeah. What does it say on the top? I can't really it see. It says, uh, I can't uh, really read it, goma or something? Because it's backwards. Go, goma? Backwards? Goya, goya. Um, it's a horrible vegetable. Goya. Um... Uh, and 
It's an Akita dog. Shiba Inu, maybe, actually. Little Akita dog singing happy birthday, birthday card. Wow. Yeah, so I always buy... Shut up, stop singing, Akita Dog. I always buy stupid stickers and uh, little uh, little birthday cards. Cause, so when people's birthdays come around, yeah. um, I've always got a silly, cool, very unique uh, Japanese uh, card to give them. So yeah, they which are. makes up for not buying them presents. I mean, Japanese cards are like a cut above the rest. The quality is so good. Like my yeah. gran, Natsuki sent my gran a card like five years ago for Christmas. Aww. And she still bangs That's on about nice. it now. She's like, that card was the best card I've ever had. And it was like, it Aww. lit up and sang a song about a tree. It was great. She loved it. Um, <laughs> well done, though, Pete. I'm glad you've got some original cards. Mm. I hope I receive one Sorry, myself mate. this Christmas. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher and Pete, here in the US, many people from northern states like to poke light fun at people who live in warmer climates for not being able to handle the cold winters. I know that Japan is also a country with extreme climates from top to bottom. Do people in Sapporo or Hokkaido ever tease people? from further south, like Tokyo or Kagoshima, for not handling their frigid climates. Uh, from Timothy, Timothy Welk. I don't know, actually. Have you ever heard of this, Pete? Have you ever met people that make fun of it here in Japan? No, I think I... Uh, no, not really. And uh, from what I've heard, because like, that's the first thing... If you've got the northeast, that's the first thing that people tell you. Oh, the Geordies have got their tops off all the time. They've always got their tops off in the corner. Oh, it's uh, oh, it's, it's starting to snow. I might put on a light cardigan because I'm from the north. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 frequently tragic. Uh, but uh, yeah, especially because like down south, like especially I, I'll sort of use the example of like uh, I've got a couple of friends who have Russian extended families, mm. uh, and and they live in Siberia. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they come from Siberia and stuff. And um, but when they, when wherever they are, their heating is always massively turned up to a million <laughs> because they appreciate having a nice warm house. So I don't think there's anything manly or anything uh, kind of like brave uh, to sort of go. I'm I'm from a colder place than you are because you know you just you just put your heating up more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway. I mean, whenever I do a video in Hokkaido, and I'm like, oh, it's cold. It's minus 10. Mm. I always get comments from, I think, usually Canadians, like, you think that's cold? Yeah. Where I'm from, it gets to minus 40 minus degrees Celsius. 40. You're a pussy <laughs> man. And I get that a lot. And I'm like, shut up. It's, it's I'm cold. from Yakutsk. It's still, I've, you know, I've met people from Yakutsk. I met a really nice girl from Yakutsk, and she maintained that Japan felt colder than Yakutsk because the, the, the snow and the sort of air there was dry, whereas in Japan it gets very damp right. and moist and humid. Yes. And that makes it give it gives this really horrible cold feeling where it like gets into your clothes and makes the clothes feel like damp and horrible. And, out out uh, of the out of all the coldest places I've been is is probably um, Sapporo. I, I went to I yeah. went to Cluj in Romania and it was minus fifteen uh, at times out and about. And honestly, Sapporo at minus five felt worse because it, it, you're right. It is it's damp and it's soggy and it p- penetrates. Uh, your your clothes a little bit more. I had to wear like I went from like Tokyo that was like plus twelve, plus fifteen degrees Celsius. This is not Fahrenheit. Uh, to uh, up to Sapporo in the same day, and it was like minus five or Jeez. something. And the change is quite shocking. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely is. Like Hokkaido is like a different country compared to Tokyo. Mm. Um, Get me thermals on. Absolutely, we got a story here from Maximilian Shug. He says, hi, Chris and Pete. As I've been catching up on the podcast over the last few weeks while walking my little Shiba uh, dog, I have begun to wonder how common are dogs as pets in Japanese cities. Thank you for the entertaining ramblings and interesting news. Maximilian. 
you know what? Hmm. I don't see that many dogs in Japan. I no. I always assumed there was more cats than dogs, but somebody commented recently saying there are more dogs, but where are they? Because I'll be damned if I've seen them anywhere. <laughs> where are the uh, dogs? Let's find out. <laughs> in Japan, more dogs or cats? What do you think, Pete? Make place your bets now. I I I sort of think there's more of a cat culture because there's definitely more cats of a cat can culture. Just get on with it, can't they? Um, yeah. But um, but maybe dog. I don't know, because you've got to be quite careful about how big your dog is, I suppose, because nobody has any blooming space in the cities, do they? Very true. Yeah, exactly. People live in such small apartments. So much of the population lives mm. in small apartments, and you're not allowed uh, animals in many apartments, right? Uh, I don't think mm. I've ever lived in a pet-friendly apartment in all my years in Japan. Right, so turns out you're right. Uh, it says, this is 2018, right? The number of pet cats exceeded that of dogs for the first time ever in the country last year. Cats extended their lead. Oh, oh wow. So only in 2018 did this happen. Uh, did this switch begin? The estimated number of dogs yeah. fell by 17,000 to 8.9 million in 2018. By contrast, the number of pet cats increased by 123,000 to 9.6 million. Uh, cats are hmm. apparently more fuss-free than dogs, an association official said, adding that the declining trend in the number of pet dogs is expected to continue. Ah, I didn't know that. That's kind of sad. That's very sad. Is it? Is it because the? Uh, is it because there's fewer paper walls these these days? Back in the day, you wouldn't want a cat and a paper wall. It'd have it. <laughs> it'd have it ripped to shreds, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I. You know what? I honestly don't know. I think what we do know is the uh, the rural population in Japan is collapsing. And that is probably statistically where people are more likely to have dogs, right? Out in the countryside. That's certainly yeah. where I see more dogs. Uh, and people are migrating towards cities like Tokyo's population and Sendai's population are going up because they're sort of draining and sucking up all the people around uh, the countryside. So maybe all these people are moving mm. to cities. Maybe they're getting cats in their tiny apartments and dogs are being left behind. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. We'll have to dig a little bit deeper into yeah. that. That's a, that's a podcast episode in the making. Isn't it, Pete? Why don't you do a documentary about cats, oh, mate? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> don't you do it. Don't do it. No. Not again. Dog Nation. Chris Broad's Dog Nation. Dog Nation, baby. <laughs> the dogs of Japan. <laughs> like, God, that... Oh, man. <laughs> Go and watch Cat Nation. Have you, you haven't seen it, have you? Yeah. You haven't seen it? No. Go and watch it. No. Sit I, down. You, you tell me not to watch it, so you gotta watch, watch it, it out of respect for you. Watch yeah, it now. Fine. You'll see how awful my presentation style is. Honestly, it's such a shame. If I did that now, I reckon I could knock it out of the park. But back then, when I filmed it in 2016, mm. my presentation skills were shoddy as fuck. And uh, I didn't know the secret to presenting, where you have to go up like this and talk like this and have excitement in your voice. Back then, I was like, right. this is a cat, and the cats are in Japan, and there's so many. Oh, it's a cat. Maybe, uh, oh. Monotonous. Maybe, maybe, the secret, maybe my character, the secret Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Le, le Chien no not Chien that's dog Le Chat Nation oh god that would be the worst oh, the worst dear. possible alternative Peach Pete's French persona in Peach Japan French. Peach Peach oh, French Peachy French Peach French <laughs> keep the stories questions comments coming into to Japan podcast at gmail.com keep an eye out guys for the 12 days of Christmas uh, it's a series I'm working mm. on one new video Every other day in the run up to Christmas on either the Abroad Japan channel or Chris Abroad. Check it out. And the last one that came out was probably the one with the awkward encounters with the viewers. 
It's a good one, Matt. Mm. Check it out. But for now, guys, Fun. no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world, have a great week, and uh, we'll let the dog sing us out. Bye for now. Happy birthday. I dare. You. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Pavarotti. It's lovely. Big Pavarotti dog. Happy birthday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.